So self-love is something that I believe that even people that are prideful, they don't really even have the way that they would think they have it. Because when you really do love yourself, you're not going to do things that cause you to be ugly to others and cause you to have a poor reputation. Because the Lord said when Jesus was on earth, he grew with favor with men and God. Or with, I should probably say that the way around. Jesus grew with favor with the Lord and with men. And Jesus was the epitome of love. And I'm sure he showed love to himself in the process. Because he had respect for people. He had respect um, for the things of God. and But he still showed honor to people that were you know not really worth it but he didn't he didn't bow down to them he didn't um go along the shenanigans that they were pushing but he still showed a a a form of respect to them you know he and then by him doing that he was loving himself because we know he had all power so if he wanted to really shame people and ridicule people he had the power to do that if he wanted to curse people and you know like I mean as far as like put bad things on them like the Pharisees he could have really had fire just come that down right then from heaven and burn them up but as you see he, there's no there's no incidents where he did anything like that and then even when the devil came to him with his shenanigans he um he could have judged the devil right then and took care of him, but he he just he just was uh, able to be confident in who he was as Jesus and, and who he was and as a, a being on this earth at the time in human flesh, and he just really was humble. I mean, he truly was the epitome of humbleness. Because when you got power and you don't use it, you're also showing mercy to people. And you're showing that, okay, the only time that he kind of put, he did have to put Pilate in his place at one point when Pilate said, don't you know I have the power to set you free or to keep you, you know, uh, to, to execute you if these people keep on begging me to execute you and you won't even speak to me. He said, don't you know I have the, your life is in my hand? And then Jesus had to politely or just kind of give give the truth on that one. He said, no, the power that you have my father is allowing you to have this position. And my father in heaven is allowing you to be put in this predicament. But he said, you know, I, I'm laying my life down. So you're not the one controlling me. You, If you think that, then sorry for you. But you're not the one controlling the ultimate situation because I already came here for for a certain purpose and I came here to lay my life down. So in that instance, Jesus just had to do a little correction with the situation. But he could have easily just, you know, killed Pilate. <laughs> you know, just for getting smart and arrogant, he could have just killed him. Or he could have killed the soldiers then they came to come pick him up. Because that's what Peter wanted to do. Peter wanted to fight. And Jesus instead you know, just had mercy and just went on with them and let them do what they had to do. And he even healed the soldier that Peter cut the ear off of. 
So when we look at loving and what love really looks like, self-love, I'm trying to give you examples of Jesus so you can know where I'm going with this whole self-love thing. Self-love is not taking real good care of your of your physical man and um, being proud of yourself and buying yourself new clothes and, you know, being celebrated on your birthday and all that kind of stuff by other people. Self-love is really finding the creator and understanding your purpose in this world. Once you find the, once the creator finds you or you find the creator, which however way it goes, I think a lot of times he finds us and then we realize that he's been wanting us all the time, but we've, we've been ignoring or we've been thinking that we've been thinking the wrong way about the creator. So we don't really know what a blessing it is once he once we're actually walking in his purposes and his plans and so a lot of times we a lot of times we fight it or we don't really we just drowned it out with other things but when you find when the lord finds you and he puts you on the track of the kingdom and you realize you have a purpose an actual purpose to live for and the lord reveals that purpose to you then that's when you really can fall in love with who he is and then and you're be, and you being in love with who with him indirectly shows you how to be right the right type of human being on this earth it shows you he shows you and teaches you all things and you will automatically start having favor with the people after you have favor with God because God is going to direct your steps it says the, the steps of a righteous man are, are directed are ordered by the Lord so when you're righteous the Lord is going to make sure that other people notice you and help you because you have a purpose that he has to execute in this earth and just like Pilate was part of the plan of Jesus and so was Judas so was Peter so was Mary Magdalene all those people were part of Jesus's story and you have people that are part of your story and whether they're to be your antagonist or they're supposed to, they're supposed to be your ally they're still needed in your story and so when you really get that favor on you and you have that guidance of the Lord, I'm telling you, it's magnificent. It's, it's, woo, it's um, breathtaking. Every day you wake up, you feel good. Like, whether you have a lot of money, whether you have a lot of uh, clout or anything like that on this earth, you're not going to care about that anymore. Because you already have a full plate. You already have a full purpose in this world. And you're, and you're working on that. And you're loving on people. And people indirectly are going to be loving on you back. And other, even more than people loving on you and you loving on other people, you have the favor of God. Don't you want the favor of God on your life? I mean, I don't know anybody that doesn't need God's favor. Maybe you don't think you need a lot of things from people. And I don't blame you because people are fickle and, you know, they got a lot of things going on. But everybody needs some kind of favor from the Lord. I mean, even just a drop of his favor will catapult you into destiny. You know, because it's God. And he He controls the end from the beginning. He knows it and he controls it. And when you say, well, what about my free will? Well, I don't have enough time to talk about free will right now, really. But I'll just say this much. 
but I just gave the example of Pilot. That should tell you everything you need to know about free will. Because Pilot said he was the one who had the power to, you know, do something to Jesus and that Jesus needed to respect his authority and talk. And then Jesus was like, okay, when I do talk, you ain't going to like what I have to say. And then from that point on, his well, the wife was having dreams and stuff already, but she continued to have dreams. And she was telling her husband not to have anything to do with uh, the execution of Jesus because Jesus was innocent. And that he was something that was going on with that situation and that Pilate shouldn't, shouldn't do anything to be a part of it. And so... With all that, Jesus was even, God was even powerful enough to touch his own wife's dreams. And if Pilate couldn't pay attention to that, then he's, you know, his free will was actually making him dumber. But what I will say is that, yeah, the Lord didn't force Pilate to, um, to do one, things one way or the other. That was still his final decision. But there was a lot of influence there. You know, between his wife having those dreams and between his own experience with Jesus, he he knew that there was something going on here and that the people were jealous of Jesus or that it was something else going on that he really hadn't uh, committed any crime. So, so in the end, Pilate's authority was really still indirectly God's authority because he didn't have to be in that position in the first place. Look at self-love. It's a it's a circle. It's a circle that is so much bigger than self. It's a person being connected to with you know in the world they call it something bigger than themselves. You know, like I know I've heard a lot of people that are on that Oprah box. <laughs> they say things like that. They you know they say oh I I uh, wanted to be part of something that was bigger than myself. And they are on the right track, but unfortunately, a lot of times they're not really talking about Christianity or the Lord when they're saying things like that. They're just talking about doing good works and um, helping their fellow men in some kind of aspect. But all that is is it is really about being a great leader. All that stuff is connected to being um, worthy of leading others. Is when you are focused on more than just what's making you happy what brings you fulfillment because that's just such a small that's just such a small package and so when we can look at our humanity as a whole and say I don't want to unify based on the fact that I'm unifying out of because of my culture I don't want to unify um, from the wrong things but I do want to be unified in the community of the Lord the, the kingdom of the Lord and so as I become bigger in my scope of looking at life and looking at things outside of just my one particular um, sorry a lot of times I'm doing these podcasts I'm driving so if I lose like a train of thought it's because like I'm driving but what I was getting at was when you when you become a bigger package than just your own emotions, your own family, things that are just right up under you, then that's when you're in a place that you can handle you can handle being a a person that can bring change and bring leadership and bring 
fulfillment to others. And as you do that, you see, wow, this is what life is really about. It's really about me pouring out myself for the better good. And so the best good that you can give somebody is your experience with that with with the, with the Lord. And I call him the most high because I have a lot of people calling him all this other stuff. But the thing I have to offer the most is my experience with the most high because that's that's who I am. And well, outside of that, he teaches me how to love on people and how to be the most effective um when I'm interacting with not just my family but anybody. And as I'm looking at the better the better good of others um then of course that's going to draw more people to you because they know that you're you're not a person that's selfish you're not a person that's only out for you know out to deceive them or manipulate them and all those type of things so the more a person can other people can see that you're a person that's trustworthy and that you have integrity but how do you become a person of integrity and trust being trustworthy it's when you truly let go you let go of all the ambition the full like the the ambition where it's like all about you attaining you still have ambition but it's not the it's not in the same direction of me 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 my my mine get 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 your your ambition changes so that you can help so that you can help more people live better and and be better and in whatever capacity that the lord has given you a gift in that's usually where he wants you to do that at he because everybody's not going to be a doctor everybody's not going to be a school teacher everybody's not going to be a parent but the people that the lord has gifted in those ways in those directions that's where he wants us to be the most effective with showing people him and if we have another position that the lord has opened up for us to be in okay like for instance i like to use bible examples but i'll use my own life there's been so many so many things that have happened and it was like maybe years later after I was in that position I realized how much of an influential place it was. It didn't seem like an influential place when I first, you know, got it. But as time went by, I was like, wow. I really I really was able to change some things in that atmosphere and I didn't even realize how much my little input, you know, affected the overall outcome. So sometimes it doesn't even see it doesn't even seem to um you don't get it until something happens, you know, you don't seem like it's just a, neg- a normal regular you know day or whatever and there there'll be a crisis or there'll be something that happens and you're right there in that position to get somebody through, help somebody through. And um and like I said when in my own life I can think of so many times when that happened, but it wasn't it wasn't like I knew that that position was going to open me up for that opportunity because it was just like, oh, it's just, oh, it's just a job. It's just, you know, I just work over here in Mansfield or I just work over here. And, um, but because I was in that place, I was able to meet so many people with their miracle stories of like how they, it was hard for them to have a baby. And then the Lord blessed them with a baby and I mean, I, I just I just found out a lot of things, a lot of different things that some of it pertained directly to my job and some of it was just a blessing. It was just I was a blessing or a person was a blessing to me because of that, because of that place I was, I was in at the time um, in my career. 
so I just I just thank the Lord I just thank him for for doing that and I thank him all the time for giving me favor with the right people so that I can continue to to help um help people and um and I think that that's that that's a real big part of self-love is seeing that you do have something to offer your humanity you have something to offer your family you have something to offer but at the same time you don't get sidetracked with the fact that it's you doing it or anything like that you think of it as this is my gift this is my way of pouring out so that other people can be better and come higher and understand who who I serve and the more that I can point people to Christ the more I can point people to the most high the more I'm fulfilled just in that I'm just fulfilled in that alone and so that that is a big part of self-love because we can't really know how to love even someone else if we don't love ourselves we don't even know how to appreciate the most high like we should when we don't take when we take for granted that he gave us this life that we have you know a lot of us we take we just take so much for granted that we were given this day that we were given um and some people you know as we women get older sometimes we start not wanting people to ask us how old we are and stuff like that but i i've had other people be the exact opposite and i think that they have the better attitude because they say i'm proud that i'm 50 something years old i'm proud that i'm 60 the lord blessed me with all these years to be on this earth i'm i'm proud of that why would i be ashamed or thinking anything different and I was like, that's true. That's a worldly mindset when people are like, oh, don't ask her her age. Well, <laughs> it's a blessing that she made it to this age. It's a blessing because, you know, some people, they don't make it to 60. There's a lot of people that haven't even made it to 20, 30 because of just all the things that have went on in their life. So we have to we have to celebrate the right things and not get caught up in the way the world looks at, at age or the way the world looks at um what you look like, what you don't look like, what you have monetarily, what you don't have. That is not anything to do with loving yourself. That has nothing to do with it. But it has everything to do with you're going to serve something. You are going to believe something about yourself. And the way you approach the Lord has a lot to do with how you're going to approach others and how you're going to approach yourself. And so when we when we are grateful to the Lord for just life grateful for him grateful to him that we have a relationship with him that he has seen fit to give us some something to offer because the lord hasn't given any of us these um gifts in this earth he hasn't put anybody here without any gifts he has he just doesn't do things like that everybody possesses something to offer this generation something to offer this time in the world and we just have to start learning how to love ourselves cor- correctly, so that the Lord can impart in us what is the what is the that He's looking for us to do. What is it He's looking to get out of our life? Because there's something, there's some fruit that we're supposed to be bearing in our life that is directly affected by how we approach the Lord, and He and He will definitely show us where to go, what to do, what to say, and and it's a beautiful, it's just a beautiful thing. And I always use the word beautiful because I don't have any other words to really describe it. It's supernatural too. A lot of it is very supernatural. But...
the Lord knows what all of us can do and what all of us need. So I know that everybody's in different places with their walk. But I know that there's a lot of people that want to do great things for God. And the problem is definitely not with him. So if you're not moving in that direction yet and you haven't done great things for God yet, then I I suggest you really pray about it. Pray for the Lord to help you, you know, with your self-love. You'll trust those who can be trusted with it and because uh, he's perfect so we know that if you if he wants you to do that and you have that desire to do that then that's all part of his doing that you even have the desire that you want to do that that you want to do great exploits for his name so he he's willing he's willing that we should be able to do those things so we just have to we have to have the right mindset it's like basically what i'm saying we have to wash our our hearts anew he said and renew a right spirit in me you know, purify my heart, God. Even David had to say that, you know. And David did a lot of exploits in the name of God. But he even had to ask for a new heart. And he had to ask for a renewed mind. So don't think it's anything to be ashamed about if we have to do that. In fact, that's that's the first step in humility that we would need to accomplish the things the Lord is trying to get, get us to. And so I just want to encourage you all today in that self-love, um... You know, be be excited about what the Lord has for your life, not for your neighbor's life, not for, you know, the person that you admire. Be thinking about how he can use you, just you, 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 you think about how he can use you and um, and he will do it. Uh, trust me, because he, he's done it. He's done it in my life. And so uh, may this be an encouraging word for you today. And uh, I hope you enjoy this podcast.